Hello, everyone. Welcome to Birth Your Vision podcast live. I'm Hannah Kukulii, your host. This show provides inspiration, advice, strategies, and tips for women in business and for aspiring female entrepreneurs who are looking to turn their skills or ideas into successful, profitable business. So each week, I interview leading experts in business who have birthed and turned their vision into a profitable business. And they have also succeeded and also gained success. So each week they come to come and really share their powerful story as well as their journey with our listeners. So welcome everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. So on today's show, we are rounding up International Women's Month with our two remarkable guest speakers. And they'll be joining me live very shortly. So today's episode, we are going to be talking all about endotrimosis, which is actually um, an awareness month in March, where um, we have two amazing, powerful leading women in business and in leadership. They'll be talking about how they've actually managed and how they've actually coped with the impact of this chronic condition whilst successfully managing, you know, to be able to balance their career and their profession, as well as balancing life and family. So without further ado, my first guest is the wonderful um, councillor Sancha Elastia. Um, she is the former mayor for the London Borough of Barking and Dagenham. Um, she's an award-winning specialist in equality, diversity and human resource. She currently works at South Bank University as their equality and diversity manager. She was the first woman to be elected in the council in 2010 and was the first of three black women to be elected there. She has held a number of positions as a school governor, chair of health and adult services, scrutiny committee and chair of planning committee. Sanchez was diagnosed with stage four endotrichromosis in 2010 and has used a political position to raise awareness of the impact of the condition to be able to help so many women who are actually suffering from this chronic illness. And that is my wonderful guest. And my second guest is the wonderful Anita Gohill Thorpe. She is a former city-based lawyer. She's the mother of two daughters and a transformational coach. Um, she's also um, you know, supporting quite a lot of lawyers, business owners, CEOs and directors to be able to find success and fulfillment in the life, in their life and in work. Anita also runs a powerful women's group, you know, which was which was able to set up in 2020 to be able to help so many women. And it's called Synergy Women in Business, a network for local business women. And you know, during 2020, she established Elevate Coaches Circle, supporting coaches to be able to sharpen up their skills. Anita also lives with a still not well-known chronic condition called endotrimosis, a, a really, really chronic condition that actually affects the menstrual cycle in one in 10 women. And so I am so excited to welcome the wonderful, amazing women who will be joining me here today to be able to talk more um, you know, about this condition and also raise awareness. So, you know, this month it's about raising awareness and I have two wonderful women who will be joining me right now. So I'm going to invite um, Councillor Sanchez to actually join 
and also I'm going to invite the wonderful Anita. So welcome everyone. Thank you all for joining us today. It's a real pleasure to have you on Birth Your Vision podcast live. Thank you so much, Councillor Sancia. Also to Anita. How are you both doing? <laughs> Thank you for having us, um, Hannah. Yes, I'm doing very um, well today. Um, you know, happy that lockdown is easing very slowly and that the sun is shining. So, yeah, a lot to be thankful and grateful for. Yeah, likewise. Just thanks very much for having us. And yeah, feeling feeling pretty good today. And as, as I was saying earlier, just really uplifted with the sunshine today, I think. And how are you doing, Anita? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, it's been a good productive day. And, um, you know, certainly with the condition that we live with, when it's a good productive day, we are extremely happy. We are tenfold happy than on other days. So it's a good day. Absolutely. Thank you so much for both joining us on this wonderful occasion. And, you know, the topic today, it's about, you know, endotrimosis, which is a condition that is very common in women and it's chronic, it's painful, and you know, it gets worse steadily. And you both are, you know, um, two wonderful professional women that actually has, you know, had this condition for a while. And it's really nice for us to be able to welcome you to this platform to actually share your experiences and how you've been able to kind of cope and manage you know, whilst, you know, working and also, you know, um, building your career, you know, your professional career and also following your political journey as well. So um, I would like to just kickstart this conversation by really sharing one or two facts about endotrimosis. So, you know, this is a condition that actually affects women of childbearing age. Although girls and postmenopausal women can also be affected, but in women, it's very is a very common condition, and um, it's affected you know over two million, if not more, in the UK, and um, it's a generally recognised condition, and you know it's really um, something that affects women, especially um, you know women who are of you know different ages, and so it'd be really great for us to kind of look at you know some of the other women who also suffer from this illness. I've been able to look at some research, and you know even celebrities also um, have this condition as well but we will get to that very soon so you know um councillor sancia i just want to say thank you so much for really um coming to this podcast live today so i really just want to start with you if you can actually just tell us your own definition of what endotrimosis is yeah thank you and, and thank you um for this um, awareness raising, which is really, really um, important. And the first step, um, I think, in, in getting more help and support for those of us that suffer with it. So, so endometriosis um, is, is, is the name of the condition that myself and Anita suffer from. We call it endo for short, so that may be easier for people to remember. So endo is where, um, cells similar to the ones inside the lining of the room in our uterus are found elsewhere um, in the body. Um, and so basically each month these cells 
react in the same way to those in the womb. So they build up and then they break down and bleed. Um, mm. But the cells inside the womb leave the body through your monthly um, period, but the cells that grow outside the womb have nowhere um, to escape. And that is what is causing the chronic um, um, pain um, and the, the heavy um, periods and many other signs and symptoms to go with that as well. Wow, thank you so much for that. So Anita, I just wanted to know how this condition has actually impacted in your work life. Yes, thank you. So for me personally, um, when I was younger, um, I think it, we, we didn't really know that much about endo actually. And in my younger working life, I just had to hide it really. We went, you know, we didn't have a work culture where you shared any of this kind of thing at all. Um, any women's problems, any women issues, you know. So certainly younger in my younger days, in that working life, it was hiding it, suffering in silence, trying to cover up, which I think in in itself meant that I couldn't show up as my best self at work. And if I'm not showing up as my best self at work, then I'm just I'm not fulfilling my potential. Um but it took many years before I was diagnosed that then it all started to make sense. And what I can say now is in my working life now, running my own business, yes. um, supporting another organization and being open about it, that leads to greater freedom in the workplace. So being able to talk about it and be one's authentic self around endometriosis allows you to show up as your best as is possible and allows you to have the conversations around flexibility. So mm. I've had some unfortunate experiences in the workplace with my work, but now I'm seeing that conversations and awareness are allowing us to really change that. Amazing, that's really awesome. So, you know, Councillor Sancho, tell us about the symptoms and the signs of endo. Yeah, I mean, um, there's various um, signs and symptoms that, that can um, be displayed. Um, so the one that I guess most people will be familiar with, um, for those of us that suffer from it, is um, intense cramps, which is certainly a feature for me, yes. um, particularly around my period. But there are other symptoms, you know, and I'll, I won't outline all of them because it will take, you know, a long time. But I guess I'll just outline some of the other ones that I suffer from as well as intense cramps. So I get back pain, um, mm. constipation, um you know, fatigue, so tiredness, um, some painful periods, sometimes heavy, heavy periods and frequent urination. And as you can see from, you know, the signs and symptoms that I've outlined, they interchange with many other conditions. Um, and so this is why sometimes it's really hard for us to get that definitive um, diagnosis. And on average, it's taking at least eight years for women to be properly um, diagnosed and that time frame of, of taking eight years hasn't changed in the last 10 years. Um, and so this is why it's really uh, important every March of every mm. year is Endometriosis Awareness Month. Normally, um, you know, we would have physical events, but obviously we can't do that. Um, but we're still using um, the, the, the online um, platforms to, to raise awareness of, of this condition. And, and that seems to be working quite well. Wow, that's really amazing. Um, so 
how does this affect you, Councillor Sanchia? Um, because, you know, you are someone who's very busy with your councillor, um, being a councillor and also, you know, working as a manager for South Bank um, University. So, you know, how do you actually manage this condition as well as every other thing that you're doing as well? Yeah, I mean, I think the first um, management strategy for me is understanding and awareness. Yeah. Um, that's what it starts with. So, you know, when I started at L London Southbank University last year, I told my line manager that I suffered from this condition and she's very um, understanding around the week of my periods that I might have to do shorter days. Mm. And, and I'm working from home full time, so I guess that helps because normally if I'm getting, you know, intense cramps, then I wouldn't be able to travel to work normally. But where I'm working from home, I might be able to do half a day um, in, instead. Um, so I think understanding um, and awareness is the first thing um, from the people that you work with. So from my councillor colleagues, from my work colleagues at the university, from friends and family, because, you know, I might be too unwell to attend an event. Um, I mean, I know there's not been so many um, physical events and, it, and, and you know, I can attend online events with my camera off with Endo. But if yeah. you think COVID, you know, the physical events, sometimes I would be too unwell to attend. And, you know, you have to have, you know, people that are understanding to know that you're not just, you know, bailing out on them on the last minute or letting them down, but actually, you know, you are suffering from this and it is affecting you in that way that you can't always be um, where you need to be. So really the most important thing is understanding awareness and sympathy um, that may not always be operating at full strength. Wow, fantastic. Um, so um, Anita, you know, you know, when it comes to your business and kind of juggling and balancing family, how have you been able to do that? Um, knowing that you also have, and you also experience this condition as well. I've learned over the years, actually, to sort of plan better, yeah. to have an idea of when my period might come. The other th thing for me, I would share, is that my periods are sometimes all over the place. Um, they're not so predictable, um, yes. which is a real pain. Um, but I try to work out which week is going to be a difficult week. And I do mm. try to schedule in things around that. And it's just something that I've had to, you know, I've, I've just had to accept, you know, it's a condition we live with, you know, yes. we can't just live by the label, we do have to adjust. And so that's certainly one of the things with my business and my work, I've had to adjust. That said, I do feel that there's some comfort in talking about it and being open about it, which enables me to actually then turn up. So I probably have actually been at events where actually I am in a lot of pain, um, yeah. but I get through it. Um, by just being honest and just saying, look, today's, you know, a bit of a bad day for me. I didn't want to cancel. So, you know, here I am showing up. And I mm. think that, you know, the strategies include that honesty. They include planning and scheduling effectively. Um, and I think what I would add is that I think if I'd known that when I was younger, I would have been happier. Um, it took a long time. You know, it took for the awareness around endo for me mm. to start saying, you know what, I just need to just deal with it and get on with it and talk about it so I'm, I'm very very grateful for this podcast I'm grateful for Endo Awareness Month um, long may it continue yeah I mean where did you get your courage from because you know 
many women who are going through, you know, challenging um, adversities as well as, you know, having a condition, they find it very hard to really kind of manage. And, you know, where is your courage from? You know, could you share that with us? Yeah, sure. So um, I had quite a life changing event in 2007 when I had my second child. So I've been fortunate enough to have my children and I wasn't diagnosed until after I had children. Although yeah. I do feel I must have had it before because of the pain I was in. Um, but I had a life changing situation um, when my child was born. It all kind of became very traumatic. And um, I, you know, the options were I either give in and give up to the stress and the pain and so forth, or I have to do something about it. I have to take intentional action. And that sort of began my journey on, you know, positive mindset well-being becoming a coach and so forth and just through this ongoing um understanding learning and you know shifting in my job you know driven by my daughters you know I have daughters I do not want them to have this condition you know yes. so they also motivated me to sort of just you know get on with my life really um mm. So, yeah, a combination of things that kind of got me. But I think it's, it's also for us that suffer. And I think if you suffer any chronic condition, yes. there's something inside you at some point that just says you're going to have to deal with it because at the moment the doctors don't know what they're doing half the time. Yeah. Which really brings me to the next question as to how is it actually um, diagnosed, um, Councillor Sancia, if you can share that with us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's quite invasive, to be honest mm. with you, because, um, I mean, there are a variety of ways. So, you know, you can see it on, on ultrasounds, and we would recommend, you know, a vaginal ultrasound rather than one that's done on the stomach. Um, yeah. You can see it on an MRI scan. So for those of you that haven't done an MRI scan, you go into a big, long tunnel, it's quite narrow. And mm -hmm. it's quite loud, but that, that that can pick it up. But the gold standard of um, definitively diagnosing endo is actually through um, a laparoscopy, which is basically an operation. So you can see there that, you know, if that's the way to diagnose it, then that's going to be prohibit prohibitive to a lot of women. Um, mm -hmm. But I was initially diagnosed through a laparoscopy, so that's where they cut through your a, a small incision in your stomach so that they're able to to blow it up probably with gas gas and look inside and see um you know if you have endometriosis and what level um of endometriosis um that you have mm. and the, the the sort of surgery is still seen as the most definitive way and obviously that is difficult because some people might not want to have an operation um, and obviously during the lockdown, it's been very difficult to even get those sort of operations. So um, that is how um, it can be um, diagnosed. Right. I mean, how serious is this condition? Um, I just want to know from both of you, because you've both experienced it and you're still experiencing it. How serious is it if it's not treated? Over to you, Anita. Um to be honest, I mean, I'm not actually on any treatment um, okay. and I didn't have a laparoscopy because I, I mean, I, I referred to the, you know, the sort of life changing experience that was during my labour. And I had such a traumatic experience that I probably could not have any abdominal surgery again. 
Um, so I could not have a laparoscopy. So mine was diagnosed via a scan. And um, so the treatments for me, um, one treatment that I did have um, early on was something called Solidex, which is an injection that was inserted into my abdomen. The hormonal effects of that were enormous um, right. in that, um, you know, it might help with the endometriosis. It helps by stopping the periods in effect. So you can't actually even be on that nonstop. You know, you've got to, there's a limited time you can be on that. But the side effects included huge, huge mood swings um, to the extent that after four injections, I had to actually say, I can't, I can no longer be on this. It's going to impact me in such a negative way. And I've got a family, I just can't function. So I think with treatments, um, you've got to find the right one. Um, and as Councillor Sanchez will know, depending on which um, consultant you see, you might be, depending on your own unique circumstances, be referred for slightly different treatment. And I think it is an individual thing as to, you know, what treatment works for you or what you feel you're willing to go for. It is so much a personal choice. Um, and I myself have seen different consultants who've given me different opinions. So that actually doesn't help. But I think if you are physically otherwise well enough and mentally well enough to have treatment, then, def you know, definitely you've, you've got to do the thing that feels right for you. Mm. What about you, um, Councillor Sanchia? Yeah, I mean, endo is generally benign, so it's not known to be cancerous. So in that sense, you're not necessarily going to die from it. Um, yeah. In that sense. Um, there are four different stages. So it goes from stage one, which is minimal, right up to stage four, which, which is severe. And I was um, di diagnosed with stage four. 11 years ago and Anita has, has outlined some of the treatments I've also taken Solidex as well and luckily I didn't suffer too too many side effects but with every um, treatment that you take there might be either physical side effects or other side effects so for example if somebody wanted to get pregnant they couldn't take Solidex because that it wouldn't be compatible so mm. with every treatment that you take there's going to be a, 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 a kind of consequence so to speak um, and so you do have to work, um, you know, with the consultants, but also with how you, what what life stage you are at to decide what's right for you. And also depending, as, as Anita said, on the side effects. And you won't necessarily know how it will affect you until, yeah. you, until you take it. Because, it, you know, it could affect Anita in one way. I could take the same injection and it not affect me. So until you actually try it, there might yeah. be a bit of trial and error to find the right type of you know pain relief and and relief in terms of managing the symptoms for you right so everyone um experienced this condition in a totally different way right mm -hmm. okay so someone will just ask in a question um they said does it actually affect fertility and how does it affect fertility um it it can do um mm. as anita said and and she's experienced herself endometriosis doesn't necessarily cause infertility so women that suffer from endo can still get pregnant mm -hmm. um, and Anita has done however you know endometriosis is linked with infertility so a lot of women who are infertile do suffer um, with endo um, and and there are things that you can do 
um, to address that. You know, there's egg freezing, there's IVF, um, there's artificial insemination, there's there's IUI. Um, so there are treatments that are available if you are struggling to mm. get pregnant. Um, you can go through those treatments. Also, surgery, um, if you're able to do surgery, um, you know, sometimes surgery to remove some of your endometriosis can also help um, along with you um, getting pregnant a little bit easier too. Mm. Thank you. How was it for you, Anita, um, during pregnancy? Um, did you experience any difficulties? What support was given to you during that period? During my first pregnancy was just wonderful. Um, yeah. My second pregnancy, there was clearly something wrong. Something wasn't right. I was in pain literally throughout my pregnancy. Mm. And um, the doctor, I had numerous scans and the doctors were not able to diagnose what was wrong. I was in and out of hospital. So it was a very, very difficult, stressful time. And, um, and then after she was born, um, I mean, she was an emergency cesarean, but even yeah. then they just didn't, they didn't, I mean, I don't know. It was, it was a very traumatic situation. It was quite, you know, it was, it was very high octane. And so I, I don't think they even addressed the endo at that point. You know, it was almost like you look well enough now, off you go. Um, but it is really since then, it is after her birth that, um, the endo really sort of started to kick off in a big way and it's hard to know really you know where it stemmed from whether anything could have been done differently um whether I could have done anything differently and if the consultants can't see anything on scans or they can't mm. figure out what's wrong you're you're at a loss you, you you just have to keep going day by day and and pray I just used to pray every day that the baby inside yeah. me is well you know that right. it, it was a very very tough time Mm, I could really imagine. I mean, how do you know you have it? What are this? What are the signs? Someone just asked the question. How do you know you have it? I know that you've actually said one or two things about the signs and the symptoms in the beginning. Um, someone said, "How do you know? What do you feel when you? What are the feelings that you feel mm -hmm. to, to allow you to know whether you have it or not?" Yeah, I think as we said before, every woman will experience it in, in, in slightly different ways. I mean. I guess the most common symptom is intense cramps around your period. So when I say intense cramps, it's cramps to the stage where if I think about myself, you know, I can't do a full working day. Yes. Um, or when I was at school, and I suppose I've had this for a long time, you know, I had to take, you know, day off school, the first day of my period every time. So it's cramps to the point where you can't function um, properly. Um, mm. or you're being severely in, impaired in, in what you're trying to do. And if yeah. your period pain is causing you pain to that stage, it could be, um, mm. not necessarily definitively, but it could be possibly endometriosis. As I said, there's a lot of other signs and symptoms, back pain, um, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, you know, excessive bleeding, both during your period and in between your period tiredness headaches and and so many others and as you as i said earlier some of these um, signs and symptoms are interchangeable yeah. with a lot of other um signs and symptoms but what i would say is if you suspect that you have it there is help out there there is the charity endometriosis uk of which i'm a trustee we have fact sheets um 
and free information on our website. We also have a helpline that people can call. So if you suspect you have it, I would say go to the website, have a look at our information on the website, talk, call our helpline, and they will be able to guide you on, you know, how you approach your doctor um, to, to help you get the diagnosis. Brilliant. So, you know, um, what do women with health conditions feel most strongly about when it comes to wanting to thrive in their business or maybe in their workplace? Um, so, Anita, if you want to just answer that for us. So, could you just repeat the question? Yes. Um, what do women with health conditions feel mostly strongly, strongly about when it comes to wanting to thrive in their business or in the workplace? I think there's an element of, you know, mm. self-judgment sometimes, you know, you don't mean yeah. it to be there, but, you know, you do, you worry about, you know, what people are going to think of you. You worry, oh, you know, what if you attend an event and then, you know, something suddenly, you know, kicks in then, you know. Um, I have been at a meeting, you know, with a male where I then, you know, had a really heavy period. It was just the most embarrassing thing. And, um you worry about things like that and if that's the case at the back of your mind especially for somebody like myself where my periods are not necessarily um the same time every month yeah. um i try to plan but you can't always plan so there is that worry at the back of my mind um and it's also about you know are the clients going to judge you the suppliers going to judge you um mm. so it's it's i think it's that lack of the general lack of awareness, the lack of acceptance that we all probably have something just puts us in a position of worrying whether we can thrive or not. But what I would say is that once we embrace who we are and don't let endo label us and we don't live by that label, if we can focus on more of what we really want to accomplish, it might mean we've got to kind of, you know, make some additional plans and some contingencies and so forth. Um, but I think many people do that anyway. So I think it's just about let's just embrace who we are. And, you know, you know, endo seems to be here to stay, certainly for a while. So, you know, we, we do have to learn to kind of manage it. And, you know, I, I also have other ways of managing it because, as I said, I haven't had surgery. You know, for me, just getting th through the pain includes doing visualizations, affirmations, gratitude. Yes. Um, and even in, you know, this excruciating pain, which I know Councillor Sancho can relate to, even through that pain, lying on the floor, sometimes crying your eyes out with pain, you just still have to look at, look, what's okay? What is okay in my life? At the moment, you know, I've got a home, I've got my other health, I've got, you know, my children touch wood are okay at the moment. So it's, I think the worry is definitely always there at the back of the mind, but you yes. do have to work on, you know, countering that with what else is, is going on in life and the world. Absolutely, indeed. I think it's just about making sure that you have good support in place, because that's really crucial, especially, you know, when you're a mother and you're also a professional career woman or maybe even running your business. Um, having a good, solid network is very, very important for any um, chronic um, condition. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for that. And I wanted, someone wanted to know whether there is a cure um, for this condition. Um, so Councillor mm -hmm. Sancho, is there any cure for this condition? Um, not officially. So 
There are ways that it can be managed. I mean, that's why it's called a chronic condition. Hmm. And sometimes in that management, it doesn't come back. But there is no guarantee that the way that you manage it will mean that it won't come back. And so there isn't officially a cure. However, some people have had operations or tried the various different treatments available and found that the symptoms do not affect them. Um, other people have, you know, done this, you know, those operations and taken those medication and it comes back. So, and there's no really way of telling, you know, there's no really way of diagnosing to say, well, if you do this, it won't come back. And if you do this, it won't come back. But some people have had operations and they've removed the endometriosis and they've never um, suffered from it again. Other people have had five operations, 10, 15. Mm, yeah. Going back and back and back. So officially there isn't a cure, but some people have found that through the different ways of managing it, they haven't suffered with the symptoms again. Right, okay. So it varies. Everyone's different. Absolutely, yes. Um, indeed. So with both of you, you know, being in different um, leadership role, I just wanted to know whether you can actually share some strategies of how, you know, um, other women can actually remain positive and um, motivated in business, you know, despite any condition that they may actually um, go through. So I'll start with you, Anita. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I think is that, you know, living with the condition shouldn't stop you from having dreams and goals. Mm. And so, you know, still, you know, still have those and focus on those. And, you know, it might not be as straight a journey as you like, but, you know, who are we racing against, you know? And I think it is a bit of a mindset shift there because I think definitely when you're in business, um, or working and you you know you're you know really keen to develop your career and your business as rapidly as possible sometimes you're looking too much at just the end goal but enjoy the journey enjoy the ride when you can and take yeah. a step back when you need to thank you so much for that what about you councillor Sancho? yeah i think it's like what anita said i mean don't feel that yes it's a chronic condition and it causes a lot of issues but don't let it define you. If you have a dream, if you have a goal, career aspirations or entrepreneurial aspirations, go for it. Go for it and try as, as best as you can to plan your life a, a, a around it. And that's what I've done. Yeah. You know, I'm in the political sphere, I'm in the professional sphere, and I work around it as much as I can. I mean, fortunately for me, my periods are a bit more regular than Anita. So, you know, they roughly happen every 29 days. So I can roughly, you know, plan things around it. But sometimes it might come on the 24th day or it might come on the 32nd day occasionally. And then it throws all my plans out. And the only thing I can do, as I say, that's why it goes back to awareness and sympathy, is that the people that I'm working with and my friends and family know that I have it. And so you might get a text message from me saying, actually, I'm not able to attend this thing or I'm not able to do this thing. And mm. you need that sympathy and understanding. That is that is the key thing. And to know that you're not going to be judged and, and people not thinking you're making it up or, or, or making excuses. But I've gone on to, you know, do a lot of things politically, in, including becoming the mayor, as well as, you know, started a new job at a new university last year so you can still achieve and and do what it is you you want to do so don't let don't think that because you have this or any other 
long-term condition that you can and if you're working in a, in a space where people are not sympathetic and that does happen because we do have to be real you will mm. find a place where they will be um because i remember you know doing a work placement many years ago i won't name the company and they were very unsympathetic and i didn't know what it was at the time but i've worked in places since that have been so don't be put off um you know, if you're not getting the right support, you 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 can get the right support um, in time. Indeed, absolutely. So what message do you want our listeners to take away from this um, wonderful podcast today, um, raising awareness on endo? Um, so what, what sort of message do you want them to take away from this, Anita? Um, I would say just keep communicating, keep talking about endo. And, yeah. you know, there are forums, you know, on Facebook and so forth, you know, on social media. Just keep talking, connect with other people um, and just don't feel you're alone because you really aren't. Absolutely. What about yourself, Councillor Sancho? No, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, there is help out there. I, as I said, I'm on the board of, of Endometriosis UK do go along to our website because we have a wealth of information um, on there. Um, we really work into to ending the stigma of people having this um, condition and, and all year round, but particularly during Endo Awareness Month, it's really about raising um, the profile. Um, so for example, we've seen that EastEnders is, is, is having a mm -hmm. character um, that is having endometriosis, Ruby. And that's fantastic. You know, that's the first time that a soap, you know, has done that. Um, and that's what it's all about. It's about raising the awareness um, and getting that support that you need. And, and you can, you know, you can get through it and you can you can live with it. Just You just need to, to get the right strategies, help and support in place to do that. Fantastic. Um, so Anita, tell us a little bit more about um, your women's group, um, the women's network that you've actually set up. Um, tell us about the services that you actually offer. So, yeah, I mean, that group was set up after I did a talk for my local council on um, stress management for business owners. Um, yeah. And um, it arose because you often feel that you go to events and then it's just, that's the end, you know, where do you then connect, you know? So it just arose from that really, just to give um, women in particular a safe space to have a voice and um, just to feel that, you know, we had the, each other's backs really. Cause I think there's been an element in the past of, um, you know, it's, it's mainly men in business, you know, women are starting to come out a lot more. Um, and yet they are still quite introverted and quite shy as, as, as was I um mm. and yeah just something in me meant I want you know I wanted to do that for women and so um it just you know it would just turned into a sort of you know we would meet meet um monthly um share what was going on with our businesses and just inspire each other you know and be there for each other um so whilst it was a net whilst yes it's networking it's also actually a support group really fantastic brilliant and so um do you also support coaches as well absolutely yes so um i um mentor aspiring coaches and other coaches 
um, towards accreditations. And I also host a group for coaches um, just to support each other in sharpening their skill set and just excelling the profession of coaches. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. That sounds really awesome. And how can our viewers and our listeners actually get in touch with you should in case they want to kind of attend some of your programs or even some of your events as well? Yeah, absolutely. So my website, as they can see here, anitagohillthorpe.com. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. So absolutely just just link in with me. And um, I'm always more than happy to answer queries and just have a general chat because I think, you know, it is all about connecting. Absolutely, indeed. Thank you so much for that. And um, Councillor, what um, sort of hopes and aspirations do you want to share with our viewers um, who may just be at the verge of sort of giving up because they have a condition and they just feel um, really, really low self-esteem? You know, what positive message can you actually share with them today? Yeah, I mean... Whether you have, you know, endo or a, another chronic condition, there is help and support out there. Most of these conditions, just like endo, have a charity mm. um, that where you can get information and support. We have support groups, information. So don't feel that you have to suffer in silence. Yes. Um, there is help out there. And I think if you arm yourself with the information, you can then make informed choices about how you best manage your condition. It doesn't necessarily mean that condition is going away. I've lived with it for quite some time now and I'm still living with it. But I think knowing what it is and knowing that I have options, it just gives you that peace of mind, I think. Um, and knowing that the support is out there and you can reach out, I think is helpful. So don't feel that you have to suffer in silence. There's most likely a charity that is dealing with your condition um, that will be able to support you in so many different ways. So reach out, Google is your best friend, reach mm. out and, and find out what is out there um, and just get all the help, advice and guidance that you, you can in order to know how best um, to, to live with and manage your condition. Thank you so much. What about you, um, Anita? Any sort of lasting word, inspirational word for our viewers? I just, I just think that, you know, as I say, we, we do tend to feel held back by this, things like this, chronic conditions. But I think, you know, as Councillor Sanchia has also said, that there's some real power in just let's embrace who we are. You know, we do have this to deal with, but, you know, we really can still have those hopes and dreams. You know, it just takes a little bit more of kind of life lifestyle management. And, you know, that's OK. You know, a lot of people have to do that. And let's just let's just embrace Absolutely, definitely. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure having you um, join us today on the podcast live. We've had some great engagement from our listeners, and I'm sure they'll be able to reach out to you should they need your support and your help. And it's really great to also know that there is quite a lot of charities out there, as well as support groups that can actually help women. And so it's really all about women reaching out, should in case they have experienced something very similar to some of the signs and the symptoms that's been mentioned tonight um, from our guest. So I just want to say thank you to all our viewers. Thank you so much for your support and your encouragement. And also to my two wonderful guests, um, 
Councillor Sancho and also Anita. Thank you so much for joining us on today's Thank live you. podcast. And um, we just want to just um, say, leave all your comments in the section below. Any qu other questions, I'll be able to answer them for you. And also you can actually reach us um, on our YouTube page, you know, subscribe and also share and support the work that we're doing. So until um, next week again with another amazing guest, I just want to say thank you to all my viewers and to my wonderful guests. Thanks for joining us tonight. Have a great evening. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Thank you.